Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 142. 142. Roger. Got the bastard here. Got a little bit of a cold I'm dealing with, so oh, I'm sound like my oh, slightly more nasally than usual self today, I think. What <laughs> 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 you been up to in the hobby, buddy? Oh, you know, John, just been plugging away. <laughs> just been plugging away. Paint challenge is going good. I actually posted a YouTube video. I saw I that. Twenty minutes Doc, of rush digging through boxes. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> oh well, when God. I was doing everything, I'm like, you know, you can take a photo and talk about it, but yeah. the actual, the, like, the majesty of everything is difficult spot. to convey. Yeah. Unless by majesty uh, you mean like just the sheer volume and like, <laughs> <yeah>. ugh. <laughs> when you look at it, you're like, this is never happening. Uh-huh. So yeah, you can if you want to check that out. You can. There's a link on the Bastards blog or my Twitter feed or. If you search for 100% paint challenge, it should bring it up. So I'm planning to document my progress through there, All right. more or less. So, yeah, did a bunch of selling on eBay. Most mm. of that shit's gone now. So <laughs> nice. Maybe we'll do my first update soon. But so you've been a busy guy with packaging and shipping shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for some, it was a huge, huge lot. I don't think I've sold that much for a while. Yeah. Plus, like, 70-plus auctions and Jesus. for some reason you know usually you get a couple of fuckers buying a whole bunch yeah but none of that it was like <laughs> there's a few combined up you know offers but it was like literally like 60 packages <laughs> to wrap and ship off so that took a few days actually longer than i thought kind of set me behind a little bit on my painting schedule yeah for the anglo-saxons so mm, i haven't seen those on twitter they're coming along pretty, nicely pretty aggressive yeah it's been pretty fun painting those essentially it's almost like a orctonian kind of thing where you just pick out whatever, whatever color you color. want yeah. yeah i think i will try to tone them down or kind of tie them together i think probably for like their clothes i'm gonna try to do i like more like blander colors yeah and i'm gonna try to do more like leathers and kind of just brown and like white sure kind of shirts and then then really kind of go to town on the shields and let them pop. Yeah. Um, is my idea to kind of just tie them together that way. But, sure. I mean, I just basically did a random bunch of schemes, and it looks fucking cool. Because <laughs> I mean, even the shield doesn't really have to match their clothes or anything like that. So Yeah. Um, working on the first, like, the actual warrior guys in chain mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those War Games Factory models are total dog shit <laughs> nice um, that you're putting that much time into them <laughs> yeah well like a lot of the you know i had to put a lot of effort into you like posing them yeah and stuff to get kind of interesting poses so there's a lot sure. of work there just to get the heads to look right and then like the details are so shallow like i have to paint on like a lot of detail like where there is none or so like the chain mail like i don't know it's just really light like the holes are really big like the chainmail holes are big and then like the it's so shallow yeah like it so it doesn't dry brush well dry brush is okay but like 
so I did one up where, you know, just mostly dry brushed it, try to do some highlights and stuff. And like, it just looked like compared to the, the, the feared guys, which are all cloth, it just looked like a big pile of dookie yeah. compared to those guys. <laughs> um, messing around, trying to figure out what way I'm going to, how I'm actually going to do the chain mail. See if I can come up with a way that looks pretty good. Cause I'm doing them to a pretty high standard. So, and I want the warrior guys to look you know better than to like the pe- the peasant dudes right um, which makes sense this should be fucking <laughs> a little beefier yeah more badass chain mail is so dookie on them <laughs> yeah, maybe you could just sculpt over it but then it's gonna thicken well, up i was literally bit. like thinking like it almost would look better if i'd laid down some green stuff and did yeah. chain mail over it but at this point, I just want to get them done. How many like, I'm trying to get them got? done for Akon. There's 24. Yeah. 24 of those guys and 24 of the Fear. I got six of the Fear done, and then there's, like, two character models. So a little bit behind schedule, but not to be unexpected. But um, hopefully I can get them all banged out by Akon. That's a pretty good goal. So <laughs> okay. about three weeks away. So Sure. I'll be doubling down there. Mm. So I've been, yeah, pretty stoked about hobby painting in general. What have you been up to? Well, my TacBot painting for Infinity hit a fucking wall. <laughs> oh, boy. I got him about... Get that. Got the foot done. Third of, of the way done. Got the foot and the legs done. Got the crotch. Started working up the torso. And I was like, you know, this is just the same fucking thing over and over again. <laughs> so then I got completely pulled in for the last two or three weeks here. I'm making magic proxies for Magic the Yeah, Gathering. I seen those. Yeah. We chat about them last time. I... Yeah. So they turn out really well, right? My Yeah, they turn out like... <sighs> pretty good like if if you had like a little bit higher quality printer yeah like, it would be like <laughs> part of it is also that the brush i'm unreal. using for putting the digital ground on the cards makes it you don't get smooth it's like either you get lines in it or it's a little bubbly if you use a foam brush mm-hmm. so one thing you could do to kind of fix it all too is after the fact you can varnish them they'll look better than than yeah. they do currently yeah, I think, I think and i haven't been doing that because who gives a shit it's one more step sleeves yeah, yeah it's not gonna matter so either way that's been a hell of a process and it was <laughs> It's pretty interesting because you got like you're trying to finagle this printer to work. You're finagling this software to get everything just right, and then when you finally nail it, you're just. Ki- Yesterday I printed 50 cards, only had one come out wrong, and it was just a field day. So I'm going to put together a really detailed blog post for the blog <laughs> on how That's to make awesome. Magic the Gathering proxies. <laughs> I've got a lot of pictures of the process, and then some do's and don'ts and and all that. I don't. I don't know if it's illegal or not. It probably is, but I think only if you're selling them. You gotta be able to yeah. make whatever you want. So, um, but either way, it's a fun process, and I was deeply into it. Now I have like five or six really good decks, and then I'm I'm just not gonna make any more cards for a while because it most of the time is in the card stripping until I figured out that eighth and ninth edition strip really easy. Before that, though, it was like 10 minutes to strip each card. Mm, so, so the later ones. Yeah, the 8th and ninth only. Like any like M13, M11, those fuckers strip really difficult, too. So there's just a sweet window in the middle of the Magic releases there. But I'll, I'll put all that in the blog. I also got a blog post about to go up for the old school Warhammer spell cards that I made for okay. Magic the Gathering, or to look like yeah, Magic yeah. the Gathering cards that we talked about last time. So I'll put these two posts up here shortly. Do you still have like that 
like uh, current spell or you know last edition Warhammer spell cards like Lord Shadow and Beast. You know the big mm. one, the official GW ones. I think I tossed it all, but I might uh, still have some of them. You, you, it'd be fun to see if you could, those same techniques would apply. You uh. could make like really official looking. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just kind of have a, something weird or off about them uh. that like you. Yeah, if you can get like that, that font, like instead of have, like. 12-inch range is 18-inch range. Yeah, like, like it says right on the card here, dude. <laughs> That's weird. They're checking their book. <laughs> You're just fucking cheating like a fool. That's a pretty funny idea. Too bad too bad. Ethan yeah. is still alive and well. That's a fucking awesome well, idea. Maybe. Yeah, there are you know, there's spells on Age of Sigmar or something. You can like re, you know, just like retool those yeah. you know, the cards to kind of work for it. Yeah. <laughs> Look like legit. That's a pretty funny idea. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm just thinking about all the other... <laughs> Could use that on playing cards. I'm not sure if they like that. The stripping or whatever would apply yeah. the same, but it'd be interesting um, just to I muck would, around, see if a playing card would do it. Or I'd wager not for a playing card because they're usually plastic coated. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee it would work for a fucking Warhammer spell card mm-hmm. because they're virtually the fucking same. They're not like uh, when cool. you hold a playing card, they're thicker and they have that plastic coating on them, and you can see it on the edges around it. You know, mm-hmm. so it definitely work. That's that's pretty awesome <laughs> to play with that a little bit. But yeah. I, I got enough time into fucking fudging these cards already. So, I've been having a real hoot with that, and me and Shitty Schmitty have been fucking playing Magic every weekend, having a blast, so that's mm-hmm. been fun. I also spent two days cataloging every single model that I own, much like Rogers had done there. Oh, nice. So I have a detailed stack of spreadsheets with <laughs> everything I own, and it did encourage me to... Century work time well spent? Uh, it was all keyed in, <laughs> perhaps, and the century clock, but it was. I was sitting in the basement here just last Sunday just going through it all, so... Pretty intriguing to see what you get over the fucking okay. years, but you ready to release those figures? Well, I did. We c- it was awesome because I just got rid of a fucking ton of it. Like, mm-hmm. there's probably I don't know. I probably have thirty or forty auctions to go yet, and I've already done twenty okay. or thirty. Well, so let's. I got we the can, dwarfs we can do the numbers here. next time, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring mine. Okay, we can we compare. Can, yeah, compare. I'll just leave these in the bin then. So I'll just Layer say my manhoods. total remaining model count is seven hundred and sixty-two models. And of those, 65.35% are painted. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I've Let's got over 1,900. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it's about a 30. I think it's like a 35%. I'll, I'll get my numbers for next time. Yeah. And there'll, there'll be a YouTube video in between probably going over all this. Uh, we probably have a really similar actual number of models. Yeah. Kind of, but if I have twice as many <laughs> on, you know, total, it yeah. probably works out to about the same. Some of them worked out really well. You start, I start looking through the doors, and almost 95% are painted. Uh, that, yeah, that's yeah. good. Some of the old armies I got around. The Beastmen were really good. And if you don't count the Bull Ogres, you throw the Bull Ogres in there, it skews it a bit. <laughs> but I fucking sold off. All the, remember, I bought like 40 Bestigore because I was going to do a second unit of mm-hmm. Bestigore. Painted four of them, built the rest, primed them, based them, and all. Sold them all. Sold them all at a loss. <laughs> best, no, but, yeah, it's probably, it's probably a loss, but Bestigore sell pretty well, surprisingly. Yeah, they're tough to get. You can't get them through hobby shops. You can only get them from GW Direct. Uh, this was like last year, so yeah. I don't even know what. They're probably going to be disappearing from the GW website. Yeah. I saw the Tomb Kings. There was like basically they were discontinuing almost everything. Uh, like a last, last hurrah sale. Same for Bretts, you said? Uh, well, the Bretts, I think the rumor is currently are that they're the next on the block so yeah uh, but there isn't like an official sale yet mm. the way that there was with tomb king but i bet there will i bet almost all factions are going to have something like that going through right. except for chaos 
Sure. All right. Well, that's intriguing. I don't know. There's a handful of things that are on the maybe list still, so I might be paring this down further. But for now, I'm content. I'm content with one box of minis that are unfucking painted. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. One thing that was cool was digging through all my bits bags. I found tons of like old school miniatures that were really cool. Like old Empire guys that I don't know if they're Mordheim, they're metal. I don't know if they're Mordheim, but they all have pistols and they're all like character mm-hmm. models. Yeah, maybe. And like Johan was one of them. I looked them up, but they're all super fucking cool, super dynamic and fun looking models. So I just started pulling shit out of all my bits bags to sell too because there's so much. I had like a Nicodemus model in there and it's weird. The shit that just ends up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a giant bolter. Like it was a pewter bolter. It was a part of the skulls program back in the day. If you got enough skulls, <laughs> you'd get a. It was like maybe a three inch across, Just full like solid pewter bolter, bolter, and it you know it had a loop on it for using it on a keychain or something. But mm-hmm. it was pewter, so it'd fucking crack off if you ever decided to. Yeah. But I still have the bolter, and it's I never used it for anything. It's just been sitting there, so it's pretty cool. It's fucking cool. Blast from the past, <laughs> dude. <laughs> You could probably get like an Imperial Knight model or something and mount mm-hmm. that Just son of a bitch a on that. <laughs> bolter cannon. Bolter. <laughs> yeah. Pretty <laughs> sweet to see that. So um, there's a handful of other things. I was like, oh, man, I forgot I had all this and that. And what the fuck am I doing with this still? <laughs> and so mm-hmm. highly recommend at least going through that part of this exercise. So Okay. Well, yeah, I'll bring my numbers next time. We can, we can go through them. Okay. Kind of do a preliminary <laughs> review of everything. Cool. To bet. Event of the week. You got some? Should we talk about? What should we talk about? Are you we... didn't go to Holy Wars, or did you? No, I didn't. I had to bail at the last minute. Okay. Are you going to head to Blood in the Sun? Oh, I want to, so but that's... I need to get all my Infinity shit painted. And okay. I, since I haven't even played a game of Infinity, my motivation is low. <laughs> I've been listening. Well, we'll get to that in the podcast section. I've been listening to a lot of Infinity podcasts, and that keeps my thinking about it up. But actually sitting down and doing something's been different. And again, like... It would be awesome if we had a place to play and people were playing like every week or every other week, but mm-hmm. maybe you guys are. And I'm, it looked like you were doing Saga or setting up for Saga. Yeah, or the Saga c- campaign is going to be kicking off here soon. Yeah. We'll have details. Well, I did. The next time. Yeah. We'll have played our first one. I'm working on that. Okay. I did Friday night randomly pop into the Goose downtown at the mm-hmm. bar. And at about midnight and jared and katie were sitting there drinking with some friends so i stayed with them and we ended up getting schnackered up with them for a couple hours oh, it's pretty nice. funny because i never see or hang out with jerry so nah it was a really good time he's been off the radar for some time yeah he had some friend in town from tigerton somewhere in bumfuck nowhere mm. it was it was a hoot except i was pretty hungover the next day <laughs> <laughs> it's the first cool. time i've gone out since bar time in a very long time or to bar time in a yeah. very long time it sounds fucking terrible yeah it was hearing about it right now <laughs> slept until after 11 and you got a fucking headache and you're sick mm-hmm. see it was a blast that night though man i was really fucking cutting it up and having a having a hoot mm-hmm. so all right okay so blood on the sun you're still i want to go i just need to get dedicated and the problem is i'm not sold on my list because i never fucking played so i just randomly clicked up a list yeah i wouldn't worry about it yeah just go in the builder and just do everything that you have yeah once you play a game then you might have an idea it looked like they had an its tournament and i think they were doing a narrative as well yeah it's giving a narrative and it sounds pretty cool yeah got some early details it's gonna be fucking awesome sure i'm gonna be doing a kings of war right they do it like ninth age i think so i think they are yeah why don't you go to the website let's just take a look 
Let's try to be informative for once. Mm, that shit's overrated. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be Ninth Age, an Infinity Narrative event, an Infinity One Day ITS tournament, an Infinity Midwest Massacre, AOS, Kings of War Doubles, a Kings of War Standard Tournament. I think that's it. <laughs> that, that's... I like it because there's things going on that weren't going on at PACA, like Kings of War. Do we have any Kings of War? Yeah, me and oh, ran there? Kings of War on Sunday. Oh, well, so. there you go. Show us what I know. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. It's a nice mix. Um, it's kind of probably pretty similar to what PACA's going to get. I think if we're thinking about just like maybe one or two less tournaments and then have the remaining ones be bigger or yeah. go over multiple days or something like that. So. Sure. But, yeah, looks fine. I wish I could make it. We got... This is your baby season, so you're not going to? Yeah. There's every weekend in June we have some kind of baby class going on. <laughs> so, anyways. All right. Well, I'll do some digging in yeah, this. Yeah. What weekend is that, by the way? It's June 17th through the 19th. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a good time for sure. Mm-hmm. Get your asses down there. I do have more packet news. Uh-oh. More packet news, John. Bring it on, buddy. We should have a Wapaka segment every time. <laughs> <laughs> Wapaka <laughs> is moving to the Ramada down the street, bro. No more yeah. alehouse, dog. I saw the email on this shit. Mm-hmm. For those not in the know, we have decided to part ways with the alehouse. Mm-hmm. Basically, for the last few years... It was previously owned by this old guy, and then he transferred ownership to his son about three or four years ago. Yeah. Never since then, there's been new management, and working with them has been kind of aggravating, <laughs> to say the least. But You don't want to aggravate a bear. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're actually moving to the Ramada down the street. They've actually... When that ownership change took place, yeah. some of the alehouse staff moved to the Ramada because they had similar issues. Sure. So for the last three or four years, the Ramada staff has been actively courting Bear and like calling him up and trying to get him to <laughs> move it down there. Courting the Bear. Which is kind of cool because they know exactly you know, whatever, what, what they're in for with everybody. Right. So you know, there's not going to be any surprises or anything like the way if you moved it to a brand new place. Sure. You, know, you can tell them what's going on, and they have, they have no, no concept, fucking clue yeah. <laughs> what, what the hell is going on. But it should be uh, work out uh, probably a lot better than the alehouse would be this upcoming year. Yeah, uh, the alehouse is retooling to become like a high end dining. Yeah, so just the food. Like the entrees would be like twenty to thirty dollars a plate, and the drink prices would be going up. The drink prices would be going up. The drink prices have already been going up. Yeah, like it's not as cheap as it used to be, and I've heard a couple of complaints. Some people thought their like beer was watered down, <laughs> and then also like people that are getting mixed drinks weren't necessarily happy. Yeah, they thought like the fruit they were getting was like nasty. Mm. So it seems like they're. I don't know. They must be having financial issues or something. They're <laughs> trying to catch up on PACA. But, yeah, going to the Ramada, the rooms are going to be cheaper. Everybody who stays in a room gets a free drink, tricky, drink ticket each day mm. per per day. 
So that's pretty cool. The drinks are going to be cheaper. They're going to stock whatever we ask for. So mm-hmm. I'll probably put out a poll ahead of time. The bar will be right in the main room, and they won't have an issue going around taking people's orders, Yeah, which at the Ale House is completely random each year, whether they do that or not. <laughs> we got a restaurant on site. On site. It's going to be just American pub fare. Mm-hmm. There's currently a Mexican restaurant there, but it won't be there next year. And then it's just across the street from a 24-hour truck stop. Uh, so it should be a pretty good deal. One cool thing is the Ale House never wanted to stay open on Sunday. So every year, basically, they kick everybody out as soon yeah. as we close. But Ramada is perfectly fine. So everything's going to be open on Sunday. Yeah. So the people that hang around get a full night of hanging out, and we can all hang out in the same spot. Yeah. Where in previous years, we just kind of split up because there's no place <laughs> right. for a big collective group to hang out okay um there's water there's a water park on site water slides for <laughs> the people into water sports take that hot tub into the next level yeah the hot tub looks pretty good although there's some complaint about the hot tub this year bubsy said it was barely heated <laughs> so yeah it looks like the house has been cutting back and we got a pretty good offer here we'll be able to keep registration fees the same for the Regulars, and then we're all going to offer a discount for the noobs okay. for the first timers to get them in there. <laughs> so overall, it's going to be a pretty pretty good deal for us. The only issues the square footage is approximately the same. It might be slightly less actually, uh, which isn't good. But yeah. uh, we're taking it out on the road. We're going to see how this place works, and then we might transition to. Uh, even larger place next year. We're, we're going to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but now that we've actually moved, you know, kind of the enchantment of the house has been broken. So we're a little more open to getting additional space now. Is there anything else in Wapaka that that? No, those are the only two facilities. So you have so to go Point or Wausau. To, yeah, Wausau or Holiday. If it's Wausau, we can still the Wa name still makes sense. <laughs> but it is kind of fun to have a tournament named after a city in which it's no longer in anymore. <laughs> I kind of, yeah. There's something about that, too, that's also kind of funny and appealing yeah. to me. <laughs> Anywhere else we go, I think, especially you come to point, the beer prices are probably going to go through the fucking roof. Yeah, potentially. So, Wasa might have a, a good opportunity, but the, there is a place in point that once we're there, we could expand indefinitely each year for like the next... 10 or 20 years even yeah i mean they there's there's a really huge place um, yeah where if they want to have us and everything works out we could there's a lot of potential there okay about really become the next adepticon <laughs> potentially uh, but not really no. opacacon yeah well the issue is trying to potentially scale it up but keep over you know the quality of everything yeah the same feel i feel like it might be worthwhile at this point to reach out to some of the game manufacturers for Swag bags or shit like that, you know, or even yeah, uh, potentially prizes for the yeah. We always or donations or do it in the way that the stuff that you know we care about is always first and foremost, right? So me and Bear don't really give a shit about swag bags, <laughs> so it's never been on the radar. But yeah, and well, a lot of times you know, they're half full of garbage. There might be yeah, one cool just thing, pieces of paper and random junk. So little tiny models. But it looked like Holy Wars had some decent swag this year. Oh yeah, um, so. Yeah, there's potential there as well, but I don't think we'll ever try to push it as something huge. Yeah. We're always going to keep it nice, cloistered, and cozy. So that's the latest pack of news, people. <laughs> you been reading, listening? 
Yeah, I've been reading the fifth season. Mm, how's that been going? Jenison. For book club? Uh, we haven't got to the book club part yet. I've just been reading it every night. But it's really hard to get into it. It's such a different writing style. And I almost put it down like three or four times. Mm-hmm. The characters just aren't really well developed. You don't get a lot of background story on the world or what's going on. You get it yeah, gets touched it's on clues. Yeah, you got to piece it together. Yeah, it's one so of those things where the perspectives are just weird. Some of the characters' perspectives are like someone telling someone else what they're doing. Yeah, and that's I don't like that perspective at all. It's difficult to. Yeah, that's why nobody writes, and that's like second second yeah. person writing, right? And the story is interesting enough, and the shit that's going on is wacky enough, and it, even like the the origin stuff, the way it all works is really the, intriguing. The ragas, the rajas, the ragas, yeah. So I, I've stuck with it, but I've had a difficult time because mm-hmm. I, I haven't liked the writing style at all. But at this point, I'm committed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So well, I think it all comes together in the end. Yeah. Well. I feel like a good book should just grab you, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't have to feel like, ugh, like you're looking at it, you want to read something before bed, but you just like don't want to get in the... As soon as you start reading it, it's usually all right. It's just like when you first pick it up, the first couple pages, you're like, oh, God, the style is just, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't care for that secondhand shit, but, but mm-hmm. overall, so far, the story's good, the ideas are cool, so just the mm-hmm. writing style's a little wonky. So I'll give a complete one on that once I get her done. But what have you been reading or listening to? I've been reading the Ilium and Olympos mm. books. That's two by Dan Simmons. So he did the Hyperion stuff, which sure. I really enjoyed. Yeah, I got that on my list too. The <laughs> These ones he wrote about 10 years later. These things are like fucking crazy. It's like three really distinct like sci-fi stories that seem like there's no way they could possibly be related. Yeah. And then he kind of intertwines them. It's like almost like he took like a bat or something where someone came up with three crazy sci-fi ideas. Yeah. And they're all really cool on their own. Even then someone's like, okay, I bet you can't combine these into one consistent. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, bullshit. Yeah. So the third end of the first book kind of entwines them all together. Yeah. And you're like, Wow, that's fucking cool. And then the second book is kind of kicks off with all three ideas kind of merged. And you're like, this is fucking like insanity, like crazy shit. Yeah. But it's fucking cool. Once again, whoever's writing the Infinity shit fucking loves Dan Simmons because there's a lot of similar (laughs) type things going on. Yeah. um, With AIs (laughs) and computers and technology and stuff. It seems like they draw heavily from old Danny. So it's fucking cool. It's got um, kind of one hook about it is the as like the Greek gods in it, and it turns out like they're actually just kind of like like kind of superhumans, like engineered with like nanotechnology and stuff, like Achilles. <laughs> yeah, like Achilles in there. So he's yeah. like a uh, father, or you know, I don't know who his dad was, but some, his mother was a god or something like that. Right. So like all the Greek heroes are in it. And they've got like all like nanotechnology that they got from their like god, <laughs> sure, godparents and stuff. So they are like kind of like superhumans. Okay. And then Achilles is really fucking cool. <laughs> like he's like kind of like invulnerable, you know. But then like you know they kind of use the myth and kind of explain it in technological terms, like how he would be like that. You yeah. Know, what kind of they did uh-huh. to him technological wise to create that stuff. Sure. So that's like one of the three stories. And okay. then the other two are kind of more like mundane, spacey stuff. But, yeah, it's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was it called? It was 
Uh, the first book's called Ilium. Ilium? And then the second one's Olympus. Okay. Yeah, so that one story is kind of like a play off the Iliad. Yeah. But like has like technology and stuff like that. It's re- it's really difficult to explain what the hell's going on. It's so <laughs> like bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> is it uh, worthwhile though or no? Yeah, pr- I'm pretty much, I'm like a third of the way through Olympus. Yeah. So it's the same kind of stuff that, if you like the Hyperion show, you'll probably like this stuff too. Okay. I don't think it's as good, but yeah. <laughs> it might just be because you read that stuff first. So like that'll always be yeah. like for Bernard Cornwell, whatever the first one you read is going to be yeah. the best one. Because <laughs> they're Cause all pretty similar. Yeah, because they're similar. Uh, Dan Simmons isn't as prolific, but there's a lot of similarities between just the writing style. And yeah. they're always referencing like ancient authors and stuff like that. Okay. So cool. Yeah, man. You been obsessing about anything? Well, since I've been sitting around sleeping and <laughs> building magic decks, sleeping cards, mm-hmm. I, I just on a whim, I started watching Better Call Saul. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, and then I got really, I, I think it's really fucking cool, man. It's really good. Like, I'm about eight or nine episodes in, and poor Saul, like, in the in Breaking Bad, he's just, you just think of him as kind of a douchey motherfucker, like crooked dude. Mm-hmm. But... In this, like, he's just a genuine good dude. He always tries to do the right thing, and he just uh. is always getting fucked over. <laughs> it's, have you ever watched it? No, I've heard oh, it's really good, good things about it. Yeah, it's totally worth watching. Starts off, he has some interactions with Tuco, who is early in Breaking Bad. Tuco! Yeah, Tuco and Nacho and his crew. And then Tuco's Abuelita. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, fuck, it's, it's really good, though. It's Poor fucking... You actually feel really bad. His name's Jimmy McGill. James McGill is not called Saul Goodman yet. He hasn't changed it. Mm-hmm. So he's... I, I highly recommend it so far. I'm, okay. I'll I think I just out. found, like, the hook on how it's all going to end reasonably well for him in episode eight, but we'll see because you don't fucking know because he's always getting dicked over. It also <laughs> explores that character, Mike, the ball guy that was kind of the problem oh, solver. yeah, yeah. Talks about Back him and, you know, his history and how he got into crime and shit because he was a cop at one point mm-hmm. and so that's pretty interesting too so you get to like yeah. explore these characters and really enjoyable though like you just feel bad for Saul the whole fucking time because he's, he's a really smart dude he's always trying to do the right thing and uh, just gets dicked over every time so <laughs> it's one of them stories yeah. okay what yeah, I think that just, came, that just came out on Netflix too didn't it I, I don't know I just okay. yeah I think it just did because the second season is out now. Yeah. I guess so always wait. Scotty Wasinski's fucking Netflix password. So I don't ever really go on there and I just happened to because I was sitting in front of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll give this a go. We'll see. I don't expect too much, but it was a fucking real wiener. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. We were watching Vikings on Prime. Uh, that one. Was, yeah. We watched it when it first came out. Yeah. And wasn't too impressed with it. Yeah. I stopped watching. But mm-hmm. uh, we. I don't know. I was looking for inspiration for my saga shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Kelly didn't have any issues with it. So we started watching it. It's a lot better than than I my first impression was. Yeah. We kind of went through the first season, and there's a lot of issues with it. But overall, it's pretty fun. Like, the fighting and stuff is pretty... It's as good as a representation as you're going to get yeah. of the, the way that they actually fought. Because there is a lot of them, you know, they're... You know, shield to shield, and they're it's like chaos, and they're just pushing, yeah, into each other and hacking away and stuff. <laughs> sure, and then um, so that's that's cool to see, like, like legit battle. Yeah, <laughs> they they there is some 
additional liberties they take with that, of yeah. course. But it's fucking cool. We're about halfway through the second season. Yeah. And they just fast forwarded in time. So now his kid is like a fucking giant. Oh, like yeah. Like 19 year old. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still got the same dopey haircut. Mm. They have like. Just so you know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the actor they replaced him with is really good. He's like just a fucking beast of a like young man young yeah. guy must be i don't know what he does but it's fucking cool yeah <laughs> i remember my impressions of that show were that like the costumes and the set and even the scenery and locations were awesome mm-hmm. but the story just wasn't what it should be yeah they were like trying to stick really hard with like historical yeah kind of stuff but even then everything we know is pretty sketchy anyways so right. they shouldn't be too worried about that the the lead the lead actor guy that ragnar mm-hmm. uh, he does like a really good job with everything one of the leads is always named ragnar yeah ragnar <laughs> lothbrock yeah. pretty sure it's the same yeah same dude so <laughs> he's always like holding little baby goats like whenever they're just hanging out at home like he's, he's petting a like goat. a little baby yeah those are like the kitties <laughs> like the viking age <laughs> <laughs> there have to be like tons of outtakes where they're just like pissing and shitting like all over. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason people don't have cute little goats. Yeah, just hanging out with them all over. Because yeah, I've been to goat farms. They're pretty adorable. Mm-hmm. Fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. They got like all four. I think there's four seasons on there. Yeah, ten episodes. So we're cruising through those at a pretty pretty good clip. Okay, keeps me on track for my saga. Yeah, my saga boner intact. Uh-uh. Mm. Anyways, got a music pick, dog? Yeah, I'm hurting for fucking music lately, so I've just been digging through the back catalog again. I just ordered a bunch of shit from the CD shop downtown, but it hasn't come in yet. So some stuff Davey recommended, and then some new stuff that's coming out. But I'm just going to hit some old school stuff here. This is going to be some Rancid from the In Out Come the Wolf CD. Yeah, this excellent. one's called Olympia, Washington. <laughs> I was on the highway 
For a fucking point and hammered history, buddy. Oh. Well, old Stevesy's at work. It's been chatting me up about Drop Fleet Commander lately. Which is like is a that? spaceship type game. Video game? Yeah, a big or a... Kickstarter. No, it's a miniatures oh. game okay. with spaceships and stuff like that. Yeah. Looks pretty fucking cool. So, it's kind of reminded me of the old Battlefleet Gothic <laughs> days. <laughs> we might have actually played two games of that. <laughs> I played quite a few games. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there was like the original. Where we kind of got into it. Yeah. And you were in on that one because you had a bunch of Imperial ships, I remember. Yeah, I had a box set and everything. And I had a bunch of Chaos shit. And then I remember I used to make you gas the Nova Cannon in centimeters. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Because <laughs> you were like an expert in inches. I'm like... For my dwarf years. For the dwarf, yeah, stone throwers and stuff. But I'm like, nah, this this isn't a game of inches, John. You got to guess it in centimeters. <laughs> you get so pissed, <laughs> but then you would do it. <laughs> uh, so there was like, yeah, that original. That was probably when it first came out. Probably like around like oh two, oh three, oh four days. Yeah. And then there was like a kind of like a secondary revival. Because I remember I picked up a bunch of Dark Eldar stuff. Yeah. And I painted them in the same color scheme as like my Dark Eldars. Sure. Warriors. And in that one, Bear ended up painting like a million orc ships. I remember that, yeah. And then I remember Jerry actually got some Necron ships. <laughs> but we never... I can't remember the circumstances. If we're going to do a campaign or what. Yeah. But that one never really I went anywhere. I think that anywhere. was going to be a part of like a 40K building campaign where we yeah, tied in space battles. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. And that was probably, I want to say like 07 or 08. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this drop fleet commander shit looks pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like the premise is like a little bit different. Where it mo- looks like most of the battles take place like in low orbit over a, like a planet. So when you're, so you're not like just in the middle of space like the way that you were like in Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah, and, like the planets are like a little ping pong ball or something. <laughs> so like the game board is like an actual. You're kind of like 500 miles up from the surface, and then there's like little like industrial sectors and like yeah. urban like little markers and stuff like that. Sure, so it kind of looks like it's really objective based. Okay, you're trying to like defend your like planetary defenses and stuff like that. That sounds pretty Look, cool. Yeah, it looks really cool, and they're using like it's all like digital sculpting. So there's like really 
they they look really super detailed. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued by that. I'm hoping to see if see uh, some of the models in person. Hopefully at Adepticon, get a good look at it. Sure. It looks looks kind of cool. Okay. Um, One more thing to like get a lot into of, and pay models for. Yeah, yeah. this would be probably until after PACA 17. <laughs> <laughs> the idea with the 100% paint challenge is. It can only work if there's no new, new models, models coming, coming in. in. And I already failed a little bit in that because yeah. for the saga, you have to, you need like baggage tokens for like the scenario or like little models and wagons and shit. Yeah. So I'm like, God damn it. I got a dwarf wagon with a donkey downstairs. <laughs> oh, really? In the eBay take sack. A, take a look at it. Um, yeah, maybe. I'll, I'll take a look at it before we go. But I yeah. end up getting, uh, there's like a box of monks. You got so I'm just gonna put like one or two monks on like 40 mil bases, yeah. Maybe add little bags and stuff, sure, because they can actually like fight and stuff too. These old baggage markers, so it's kind of look like you interrupted like a little convoy of monks, <laughs> they just go crazy all over your ass, like Christian monks. Yeah, I don't they're really like see Christian monks going crazy on anyone, they're more like the duck and tuck types. <laughs> well, yeah, these guys got stuff, these are gripping beasts, yeah. Metals. Okay. Continuing the trend. Total dog shit. <laughs> Miles. Yeah. They looked okay on eBay, and then once I got them, they looked like Mokey really sticks. horrible mm-hmm. yeah, mold lines. Uh. <laughs> more more paint work here to clean everything up. Buddy. Yeah. But you have to... I got like a bag of 12 of them. Yeah. So I only need like three or four. Uh. <laughs> so I've already... Since the paint challenge has begun, my paint paint percentage has gone down because I bought twelve new models and only painted six. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to get the unused ones back up on eBay. Yeah, once the eBay numbers are tallied, that'll that'll be a good chunk. That'll be my biggest chunk <laughs> by far. Yeah. I just didn't count anything that went in the eBay bin because I always have a big eBay box going. So, mm-hmm. so. That is the point of having history. I digress. I digress, John. <laughs> but moving along. All right. Nice. Podcast. Yeah, I've been listening podcast. to a lot of remote presence lately. Oh, cool. Been trying to cook through the entire back catalog and catch up to the pack episodes. And there's only like eight of them, so it's not a, yeah, it's <laughs> not not, a lot not of cooking through. But they're I really like long. that. They're really, really informative. Yeah, they're really good. I still don't get a lot of the acronyms. A lot of it goes right over my fucking head, so I had to do something about that at some point, I think. But it's still entertaining to listen, because they got guys that play all different factions, and they're, like, names that you recognize, because they talk about, like, people from the Twin Cities, because they're based out of there, and it just scratches that infinity itch and keeps me thinking about yeah. it, so I'm always thinking about my list. And I think it's it's really cool to listen to, because they know what the fuck they're doing, and they... I don't know, they genuinely try to like... They don't try to explain shit to noobs. That's kind of the problem I'm having with the Mm -hmm. acronyms and shit. But they do talk a lot about selecting an army, you know, play style, and local metas, and, you know, cross metas. Like when they came out to PACA, they were like, oh, you know, we don't know how it's going to play. Shit that kicks ass here might get fucking run over there. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just really good keeping my infinity fucking flame burning. Yeah, building up your infinity back where you're just like soaking it in yeah so <laughs> yeah that's when just when you it. go back and read stuff you'd be like oh this is what they're yeah yeah i've heard this before some of it starts it to make sense works something like this but i figured out what msvs were and 
what else? There's one other I just figured out yesterday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, good. oh yeah, it would it would be really helpful to know up front because then you, as throughout the whole conversation you'd know what the fuck they were talking about. But mm-hmm. I did uh, also purchase mo- some new models. I picked up the new Achilles model, the limited edition. Oh, one. cool! It's, it comes with two complete models, so yeah. I'll probably end up selling one. I didn't know that. I expected it to just be an extra ar- two arms or something, but it's two fucking whole models. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, I really fucking dig the model. I was just listening to an episode where that came of Remote Presence when that was released, and they were going on about it. Sounds like he's like seventy something points. It's good. So, I don't sure know if it's good. still. I don't even get like the playing ALF versus playing Steel Phalanx thing. I don't know if can you cross models between the two, or do you? Do you so, know? Yeah, so ALAF is like the overall like umbrella faction, yeah. and then within it, I understand that part. The, but in terms of list faction. building, well, they have different availabilities. Yeah, is the main difference. Okay, besides the link teams, so you might be more limited in what you can take. Yeah, where if you take the the overall one, you you have a lot wider variety yeah. of, of models you can choose from, so you can do more different more type versatility. Things, but, sure. Um, yeah. yeah, it seems like overall it's pretty balanced between everything. Like the factions with link teams aren't necessarily better. Right. Yeah, they talk uh, a lot about that. So like Toha link like teams. Objective based. Triads and, and yeah. Um, usually those link teams take up a lot of points. Depends. And, right. Yeah, the game is won based off getting the consoles and activating them and stuff like that. Right. So you, you don't always have a lot of specialist type guys that can do that if you take the link teams. Huh? Right. Yeah, so I gotta reconsider my list, I think. But it's hard when you have no fucking idea what you're looking. I at. I wouldn't think about it too hard. Yeah, just start just, playing. Yeah, paint up what you have and get it out there and start playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the best bet then. At least then I'll have some experience. But yeah, that's I my think after I, now. there's a few other things I want to purchase and paint up. There's like a Doctor Medic combo model, and there's a few others, Ajax maybe. But mm-hmm. and then I might expand out into steel steel phalanx if i if i run with this just to have models to paint i think it'd be worthwhile because i don't know the orctonian things kind of fizzled i was digging around i found a couple uh eldar models still mm-hmm. i got that fucking eldar dreadnought that i fucking started painting like 20 years ago <laughs> all right so it looks I like epically he's not good. done or is he no he's in the case right now oh, he's... like he's missing an arm he's missing his head <laughs> he's missing his weapon mounts i think he's missing both arms but like the base is immaculately done the mm-hmm. legs and the torso are fucking immaculately done. Like, same level I did the Farseer that won the Golden Brush Award. Mm-hmm. So, whatever that fucking trophy was. So, I, I've been trying to get motivated to do that. And I was just listening to some fucking Skull Bros Awesome. Yeah, the a related podcast. 40K method. narrative, dude. Yeah, I, I sat there and watched a good chunk of that game. And it was pretty fucking awesome. I'm, sure, I'm not sure how Sambo and Braska turned it around, but... Because it was looking pretty bad for them when I was there. Like, they were just getting mauled. But mm-hmm. either way, it looked like a lot of fun. So um, mm. I'd be a little timid to you jump f- like full feet into the deep end on a fucking Games Workshop game after the whole Age of Sigmar thing. Yeah. So like it would be hard to buy three, $400 worth of models and commit mm. to that at this point. But to buy a few at a time and paint would be paint fun. You have. Yeah. Just paint the finger on that arm. Just the finger. You know, the funny part <laughs> is... I started painting that arm like three times, <laughs> and it's very similar to what I was doing on those tack bots, where it's just these big, broad surfaces, and you just highlight the piss out of it. Mm-hmm. So, ugh, I don't know. 
I, I think I had some like character models for the Eldar, but I can't find them. I'm, I'm, I must have purged them off in a fucking dirty old eBay sales spree once upon a time. Mm-hmm. But either way. So that's my podcast. I digress, <laughs> Raj. Remote Presence. If you're into Infinity, definitely check it out. It's, mm-hmm. this is probably I agree. My, it's probably my fave. All right. Useful hobby product. What do you got, All buddy? The month. Condoms? Condoms. Don't need those anymore, John. <laughs> uh, this month is something that I think most people can find useful, especially if you do a lot of green stuff work. Mm-hmm. So one of the things with green stuff is the more you use it, the more you realize that it's easier to do your work off the model and <laughs> kind of do it separately. Yeah. So like if you're doing like a cloak or a belt or anything, a banner, ban- anything like that, don't actually stick it to it and then try to get it to work. Do it separately. Yeah. Because you can do a lot of two-dimensional work really easily with green stuff if right. you just roll it out and let it sit for a while. And with that, the product this month is fucking Kelly's Revlon. It's either a nail or brow scissors, <laughs> but it's a super tiny, really precise scissors. Yeah. And it's really awesome at cutting green <laughs> stuff when you're making cloaks and banners okay. and stuff like that. So um, you can cut it with a knife, but... Uh, with the scissors, once it's cured, maybe like after our maybe 60 or 90 minutes, yeah, it cuts really, really easily with even a regular scissors can work, work all right. But yeah, like these, these tiny ones are really precise. Sure. So you could cut like little triangles or crenellations or okay. anything out of it. So you can do really precise <laughs> green stuff work with these scissors. <laughs> Have you rated the rest of her makeup drawer and seen what else? <laughs> Uh, it, Not that I think about it. Good, there's all kinds yeah, of little tools little, in there. Little, little tweezers in there. <laughs> and uh, what other kinds of stuff? So you probably get it for, I looked on it, it was, I think it's like five or six bucks for just a really tiny. The issue is if you buy tiny scissors, they're complete garbage because they're usually for little kids. Yeah. And they barely like cut paper even. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, some kind of um, nail or brow scissors. Mm-hmm. You can get straight or curved. I haven't tried the curve, but you might be able to do something cool with yeah. the curve ones. Yeah. But basically, you can do really precise stuff, especially if you, you're doing, like, cloaks and anything where you're kind of draping, like, two-dimensional green stuff over anything. So Sure. Kelly <laughs> don't dog. know that her scissors get used for this, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, so you can either raid... And Brad's just too cheap to girl. purchase his yeah. own pair. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck that. These are these are perfectly fine. I did do a lot of bo- using the hair dryer for drying magic cards. Yeah, I've done I've done that from time to time yeah. when I I need you know, the base has to get done tonight or something. Yeah. If we were single fellows, we just wouldn't have these options. No, we wouldn't have these these tools. So <laughs> All right. Yeah. Product of the month, the Revlon nail or brow scissors. <laughs> got a sex toy, John? All right, I do. <laughs> All right. Don't tell this me time, it's a condom because that's not a toy. This time, no, nobody likes condoms. Come on. <laughs> this time I was going for something that could be mildly entertaining as well as pleasurable. <laughs> and I, I can't determine whether this is like real and legit or whether it's just a gag, but I'm going to lay it on you. Okay, let look me at, look at the picture. Slowly pivoting. The picture is the key. What? <laughs> 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 It's called the recto flute. <laughs> and it's a butt plug. 
with a hole through the middle to make your farts whistle. <laughs> and it looks like it comes oh, in pink or purple or blue or any pastel color you might want. Yeah. I can't fucking find where to buy it, so I'm not sure if it's legit or somebody just made this as a joke. According to the advertising, it has an ergonomic, easy entry shape. Yeah, well, that's what you would want in a butt plug, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. Lo- so it looks kind of like a little butt butt plug kind of like a little maybe like rubber wine glass or something yeah. almost. well it says here new in this in this model tone control with muscle contractor <laughs> so you squinch up a bit and you get a different fucking tone <laughs> yeah so it looks like a little butt plug and then on the part that sticks out of your ass there's like a it looks like a little flute yeah like, like did you or a you whistle you'd blow into it kind of looks like you could almost blow into it you could blow in the business double. end of this. <laughs> <laughs> the recto flute. So yeah, that's make beautiful music with your ass. <laughs> the tagline. I'm pretty intrigued. This could be a fucking tournament staple from now on. <laughs> hey guys, got the recto flute in. <laughs> if I find one of these, it might end up in the Wapaka raffle. <laughs> That'd Much to sweet. Crystal's chagrin. If you could do, like, the Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, you could do it where you could do a tune. Doing the fucking Mario tune. <laughs> You're just eating, like, raw broccoli and beans. and Just to power it out. Trying oh to make God. some fucking real business action That's here. fucking amazing. You have to... Yeah, see if you can get your hands on it. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm putting this on my Christmas wish list. <laughs> That's it. Fuck that's it. it. The recto nice. flute. Give a Google of recto flute, one word. You won't be disappointed. Nope. <laughs> All right, oh, man. Wow. So, speaking of which, if you do happen to find it on Amazon or eBay, you can click through click through the Point Hammered website. Mm-hmm. Let us wet these fucking beaks on your recto flute purchase. Or, if you're going on Amazon for some of those little scissors Rogers was talking about, click through the support page on Point Hammered. Mm-hmm. Again, beaks will get wetted. These beaks is parched. Hosts will be happy. Mm-hmm. I'm working on a redo of the Point Hammered website yeah, as we speak. So okay. the problem is a lot of it's easy and then a good chunk of it's programming. Just to, mm. So it's all dynamic when the pages, when we add episodes. So okay. I might get a static page out there with just basic links to the old shit or just the new shit only while I work on that, mm-hmm. while I work on getting it completed. But the old site... We we dropped the forum. What a stupid fucking idea forums are in this day and age. <laughs> yeah, what was going seriously. on there? It sat there for months with no posts, and then some Russian bastard hacked it and started sending everybody instant messages, <laughs> direct messages, and uh-huh. filled it, filled the whole thing up with like random Russian garbage. If you're gonna fucking hack it. And you're going to try and spam. At least fucking spam in a language that the readers of the forum can fucking understand. Like, it's probably like, grow your cock four inches in three days yeah. with this special Russian dick spray. And I might have purchased it if I could have fucking read it. Yeah. <laughs> but since I can't read fucking fucked up Cyrillic characters, yeah. it was just wasted Maybe on these me. American dick pills. None yeah. of them have worked for me, John. Yeah. So. Well, you got to try the Russian Like the black spray, market bro. Russian shit. You know, you know that's some that's good stuff. That's legit, dude. Probably comes from China where, you know, those old Asian medicine. That's not allowed in the U.S., and that's why it worked. Yeah, I'd buy that. Might, one of your balls might fall off. But, but you only need one, turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth the risk, buddy. Excellent. What do you got? Well, question part, parting question. Yeah. Related to the hobby product. So, have you 
I'm curious if anyone else has raided their wives or girlfriends ah. makeup or beauty supplies. We talked about hair dryer. Yeah, the hair dryer is pretty useful from time to time. If you're One in a thing pinch. that Brett has is a pair of tweezers that actually fucking works really yeah, well. That, yeah, that, expensive that pair of proper tweezers. Yeah. Versus the dicky little two dollar ones I always buy that you can't fucking pluck a hair with. You can't do anything yeah. with them. They're good for like gluing shit when you're gonna get glue all over them. But if you need to actually pinch something, they're fucking garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of the same idea with like the actual makeup scissors. Is you can buy tweezers, but they fucking don't work. You can buy crappy little scissors that are not gonna work well. Right. Just it's out worth a spending the bucks. fucking money. Just get the the actual stuff that people find useful. So yeah, if anyone. Has any other weird shit? I don't know. Foundation? I don't even know. Eyeshadow? Foundation can that be brush? used for something? Foundation? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't mm. even know. Hairspray? <laughs> There's something you can do with hairspray and terrain. I don't know what it is, but I, uh, I've heard of something like that before. It's probably, it's got to be. Like a varnish? Can you varnish your models with hairspray? I don't even know, dude. Mm. There's so much crazy shit out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to see you excited about something, Rogers. <laughs> So, yeah, give us a shout-out if there's any other good hobby supplies we can pilfer. <laughs> From the wife's makeup. Also, doubles as a hidden hobby dollars, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get two birds killed with one stone. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I think that's it. Ready? We're done, yeah. huh? Yeah. We're going to go out with a little more rancid. This one's called Avenues and Alleyways. And you can fucking suck my balls. Yeah. You can fucking suck my balls, too.
Hello. Does it look fine, John? I think it's working, buddy. Now where are we at here? Do we have power? We have power. Plugged it in. Everything looks good. I think we're all right. 